Hello, besties! Welcome to Martinez with Eddie, your ultimate destination for everything Bravo. Join me as we spill the tea, dissect the drama, and uncork the juiciest gossips from your favorite reality TV shows. And today is going to be a long one. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to try to make it long. I'm just saying that we have so much to talk about that I wouldn't be surprised that we are going to have to go over our regular time, you know, that I spend talking to you guys because Jesus Christ, Bravo decided to just to just release everything this week. And we had to talk about, you know, the major news, you know, we had to talk about Salt Lake City, we had to talk about Vanderpump Rules, you know, still filming. We gotta talk about New Jersey that just started filming like two days ago. And uh, some little gossip from, from Beverly Hills. And, you know, something that I watched on the internet, because I don't watch Below Deck. So um, I only saw a clip, and I want to talk about it too. But obviously, we need to start the show with our Orange County recap, because this last episode was a fun episode but it was also a dramatic one as well so let's start with the true stars of the show the pets of orange county i love that i love that they started the episode with all the pets from each and one of them uh, but my favorite has to be archie archie the star of the show archie is the main uh orange holder period i don't care what anyone said he is the star and, I mean, then we have Tamara. I mean, that's such a weird follow-up. I mean, we start with such a fun clip with the dogs and the cats and all this stuff. And then we have to jump on the Tamara train. She was talking to Eddie about, you know, building a new office, right? Because they have to close cut, and since they closed that uh, gym, Eddie spent most of the time in the house. And it seems like Tanner is not very happy with his presence. I mean, if he really eats the way that he eats, making all that noise, I would be annoyed too. That's just my personal opinion. So I think uh, Tanner is happy to kick him out of the house somehow. So by building this uh, office outside the house... Uh, he can actually leave the place, go somewhere, do whatever he wants to do. Even Tamara said he can just like jerk off. She doesn't care. But I, 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 I still don't get anything from that storyline. We are past the mid-season, you know, part of the show, and I still don't get what's Tamara and Eddie's storyline beside the whole gym that we had spoken about it maybe like twice this season there was like a little party at the beginning and that was it so like all these episodes and Tanra has brought nothing but she kind of has like written the um she's been writing the coattail of everybody else's drama right which is kind of surprising that Tamara is the co-host of the uh, You Do Me and I Do You party with Jen. Because, I mean, Jen has had many issues um, 
many, many issues. And now they're hosting parties together. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Um, thank you so much, Barbara. Thank you for joining. I, I'm reading your message right here. I want to share it with you guys. I mean, as you guys know, I spoke last episode about my, you know, depression and anxiety. And I appreciate the good sentiments, Barbara. She just said, hello, Eddie. Hope things are a little better tonight. Take it a minute at a, at a time. And that's what I'm doing. I'm taking life a minute at a time. So thank you so much. I really appreciate you, Barbara. Um, yeah, I just want to make sure you guys know that this show is recorded live. So everything that comes in, sometimes I like, like read the comment and I want to share with you guys. And I don't want to lose the, the, the train of thought, but it's important for me to acknowledge the people who actually join live and share the, their thoughts and, and their opinions. So thank you, Barbara. As I was saying, Jen and Tamra hosting a party, you just like give me like whiplash. It doesn't make sense. I'm still trying to understand it. And as we know, even though on the show, it seems like they're moving forward, there's more to come because obviously they unfollow each other on Instagram and they haven't spoken anything good about each other since the show started. So I'm guessing that reunion is going to be very interesting to see how their friendship has you know, change. And I do believe that Tamara is the main issue of the problem, you know. I mean, Shannon, for example, that's another example that I want to bring to everybody's attention, you know. Who has spoken about Shannon's relationship on camera? And I think everybody should be answering Tenra at this moment. She's the only one who has literally made everybody else talk about it. I mean, Gina and Heather sat down at this pumpkin place, which kind of remind me that fall is coming. I love fall. Fall season is one of my favorite seasons. But at the same time, kind of make me sad that I know that it right after that the winter comes and it's so long and annoying but fall fashion is like the best which is really funny because they are on they are in orange county and they were talking about fall in new york because it's a whole different type of fall it's not the same so i i appreciated that moment between gina and heather because they they do have that in common they are east coast housewife that moved to the West Coast, right? Um, they were talking about Shannon as well. Shannon has talked to Emily about Gina's relationship and, you know, sharing that she's concerned, right? Um, obviously, Gina is like, why is she talking about me? Why well, she's not talking about her own relationship? And she kind of tried to ask Heather to back her up, like low-key back her up. And Heather's like, I don't want to talk about Shannon in, in a bad light because um, I'm really good friend with her right now. Like, I don't want to ruin that. And once again, it's like everybody else, little by little, is trying to get her to speak on camera. I'm not saying that Gina... Emily and Tamra are in like kind of like Kahoot. Like they, they, they are like working together because I don't see that right now. But it happens that everyone is targeting Heather. 
and she, and and Tamara is the one who who's really working overnight to get everyone talk about Heather and the fact that um, allegedly she has shared concern with all of them about Shannon and John outside of camera, right? At least we can all agree that Heather is the best friend to Shannon then Tanra. Even though Tanra and Shannon are part of the, the tres amigas, quote unquote, this amiga is talking about her other amiga to everybody and on camera, right? That's the difference. One thing is like having like a little chit chat with friends who know about the issue because as we all see on the show, Shannon has spoken to everyone separately about John in some kind of level, you know? Emily said it, Gina said it, and Heather had said it. But Heather and, you know, and these girls talked about it privately, right? So when Tamra found out that they were having this type of conversation, she made it her mission to try to get Heather to speak ill on Shannon. And the funny part is, like, as viewers, all I can see is um, Tamra trying to produce and failing miserably. miserably. Yes, I do agree that Tamra is, is, is making the girls work, but she is not coming on or coming out in, in the best light to everybody, Right? For example, she keeps bringing up Ryan, you know, and she keeps having opinions on Jen and Ryan's relationship. And there was this like little scene with uh, Jen and her friend Taylor from Oklahoma, which, by the way, I was so confused as I'm watching the episode, because when she was talking about Taylor from Oklahoma, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, Taylor Armstrong. And then, no, it's her friend that she's talking to right now, you know. I hope uh, they do a better job at getting friends on this show because if we have a Taylor from Oklahoma who's actually a cast member and then we bring Taylor from Oklahoma who's friend with Jen but it's not a cast member, it's just some random friend, it's confusing. Um, but this friend said that he that she spent time with Ryan and she never felt this like connection with like Jen's previous, you know, husband, you know, Will, who still works for Jen's family and Jen's family want him out, but Jen doesn't want him to lose his job. So that's why they're taking the, the divorce process like little by little, which by the way, that doesn't make any fucking sense. That is insanity. You know, business are businesses. Like, his, her family shouldn't ask John to leave the business just because he's not married to Jen anymore. If he's doing a great job and he's performing on the job, he should just keep it, you know? Um, that's just my opinion. 
So the fact that they have to do this like like walking on eggshell process to get divorced because she doesn't want him to lose the job. I mean, come on. Like they are not teenagers. They are not like uh really young people that the parents have a saying on it. These are like grown ass adults. So their love life and marriage should be completely separate from the business side of uh, Jen's family. That's just my personal opinion. And I would like to know your opinion as well on it. Um, on the same scene, Jen shares with her friend Taylor from Oklahoma that she is so happy with Ryan that she is, you know, she's been the happiest in a long time with somebody. Obviously that they have their issues, but she sees a life with him, which kind of makes me wonder if Tamra is watching this show and then she realizes, like, fuck, my friend is really happy. Why am I continuing trying to shed on her relationship, right? I would be asking me those questions if I was Tamra. But we know that Tamra is not going to back down. It's probably going to bring this up at the reunion and it's going to be another Rena case. Case of the Rena, where... Somebody brings a friend to the show simply to th throw them under the bus. Because it's not like they started like friendly and best friends and having a good time and suddenly the friendship changed. No. Literally, from I think episode two, if I'm not wrong, it could be episode one. I'm just trying to remember the timeline. But it was literally the, the first two episodes when Tanra started to talk shit on her friend Jen's relationship. And I'm like, wait a minute. She was just introduced as your friend and somebody who you know for a long time. So why are you trashing them when you brought them on the show? So you cannot remember what Tanra is all about. It's like, the, the 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 you know putting on a show making it all a, a, like like a scene making everything a scene or producing herself to the point that sometimes can be so unauthentic not, not really authentic you know and maybe that's why jen it's becoming a fan favorite because she kind of remind us of what housewife used to be before like very open and not so rehearsed. Maybe because it's her first season on this show, I don't think Jen feels rehearsed or, or produced. She's kind of learned her ways as she was filming. You can tell. You know, the way that she tries to talk to everybody, the way that she's not, like, creating an alliance from the beginning, that she is still trying to be friends with Tenra, even, even though Tenra is actively trying to throw her under the fucking train. You know, uh, so yeah, I I'm still shocked that they agreed to host this like uh, you do me and I do you party. It was hysterical. They the whole point of this party was like each person is gonna be uh, dressing as somebody else on the cast, right? So Shannon was Gina, which to me was like the best. You know. Even though I like Tamara as Heather, she kind of overdid it with the acting, like like Heather Duho, 
you know, when she was trying to be sexy, like pulling her like 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 shirt up and getting super wasted, like not very Heather. But I mean, the look was kind of good, but there was something so shady and like really low key shady um, from Shannon's impersonation of Gina that I completely loved. Those like clippings, hair extension that you can notice, and it was like pretty much on every single episode when Gina first started the show. You can literally tell where the tension were like pinned in her head. Um, the fact that Shannon did that, I think it was freaking amazing and genius. Uh, we saw Tanra's Heather. It was funny at the beginning when she first like walked in with the bottle of champagne and like the, the money gun and all the stuff. But then after she started to get drunk, it became messy. Um, we have Heather as Jen. It was cute. Taylor... Uh, Jen was Taylor with the big lips. It was given kind of like Mop Wives. I don't know if you guys remember that show, Mop Wives. And everybody did have this like ginormous like in, like lips fillers. That's how it looked like. It was freaking hysterical. Um, we had Emily as Shannon. Which at one point I got annoyed because she kept pulling out those like reading glasses. Like when you are doing an impersonation of somebody... You use that kind of like prop once in a while. When you do it too much, it becomes confusing and unnecessary and annoying. Like every time that she pulled that, that reading glasses, I was like, come on, like how many times are you going to do this? You know, Gina was Emily and Taylor was Tamra. Taylor didn't even put an effort <laughs> and I freaking love her for that. She was like, you know what? I'm just going to wear my yoga pants that I wear every day. When I grab some uh, like weights, and just walk into the party. She literally didn't even like probably look online for any Tanra iconic moment. It wasn't even a cut t-shirt, you know, from her fitness uh, center. It was literally some, some random pink yoga pants and like a sport bra and just some weights. I think it was funny because she didn't even try or make the effort for it. During the during the, the party, they do keg stands. I love keg stands. I used to be the king of keg stands when I was in college. I still can. I still do it, and I still try my best to be the best. But as you get older, uh, gut reflex happened. Uh, getting drunk too fast happened. So I try not to do keg stands as much as I used to do. But there is something about beer games that I... Maybe because I'm from Jersey and we played those pretty much at every party. It doesn't matter how classy the party is. You are going to find beer pong. You're going to find flip cup. You're going to find kegs in the back to do keg stand. It must be a Jersey thing. I'm not sure, but I do love a good beer game. Um, so when I watched them doing the keg stand, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I loved it. I, I think the funniest one was uh, Shannon trying to, you know, to chug the beer. And the way that she was trying to explain it on the confession, I was freaking hysterical. She didn't even know what to say. He was like, you know, when you try to, to drink the whole beer all at once, I can't do that. It just makes me want to throw up. Funny as hell. <sighs> In this scene is when the big confrontation between Heather and Shannon and everybody else happened. Um, 
I, 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 I just think it's weird to see Shannon being so upset with Heather when Heather is being pretty much used by everybody else as the scapegoat because everybody is literally talking on camera but Heather. They keep pointing at Heather as the person who brought the gossip to them. But even on the same episode, we see Shannon on flashbacks talking to Emily, talking to Gina. She obviously had had talked to Tamra, you know. So I still don't get why the only one who's getting this energy and it's is Heather. I posted on my Twitter, I do think there is a level of jealousy when it comes to Heather's net worth. Because if you add every single one of those ladies' net worth, and I'm talking like everybody else's but Heather, it will, it will be only like half of it, of her net worth. So I can see that some of these girls feel threatened and jealous of Heather's financial position. I'm not saying that they are poor. They're not like like freaking digging into uh, garbage cans in a Target looking for leftovers. I'm not saying that. They all have successful lives in some kind of level. But Heather, if you compare Heather's net worth to Gina's and Emily and everybody else, even Shannon, who is second richest of the of the cast, I mean, the difference is astronomic, right? So that's how wife maybe feel like they're having an issue. Um, also, the fact that Shannon is so desperately trying to hide whatever she said about John, when obviously it's all out there now. At that point, it's hard to keep stuff under the table. Or like, is that is that a good analogy? I don't know. You know, but it's like under the rug, you know, whatever. It's uh it's hard because Shannon herself went around and talked too much and didn't even realize it. You know, there was a moment where she was talking to Emily as she was like storming out of the, the house, breaking the fourth wall when um, Emily said to her, we talked about stuff like you don't remember. And even Emily mentioned the place where they were talking. I'm going to try to find the name of it because it's vital to remember those little details. Like I'm, I'm team Shannon. Don't get me wrong. I really like her. Um, but we need to make this, uh, whole dramatic moment to make sense, right? Um, she, she, Emily said, we went to Javier's and you told me a lot of things. And Shannon face kind of like blank because she's like, oh my gosh, I actually did. That's what I'm pretty sure that's what is computing in her head, you know? And it's crazy how then even after she realized that Emily, that Emily reminded her where they spoke, she still feels like the one with the issue is Heather, you know? Allegedly, 
John has called Shannon names, made fun of her weight. I mean, that's what Emily said in her confessional. And if John really said all the stuff, that guy's trash, you know, that guy's trash. And it makes me feel sad for Shannon if this is all true, because you can tell that Shannon really loved that guy or at least loved him when they were together and wanted this to work out. So I hope ladies out there who are listening and guys who are listening too, because this is for everybody. If you are in a relationship that is causing you mental stress, that is abusing you mentally, physically, or any kind of form. By the way, there's no sign of physical abuse between Shannon and John's relationship. None, zero. So Please don't take this in the wrong way. But what I'm trying to say is that if you are in a relationship where a, a partner is always putting you down, making fun of you, um, making you feel worthless, it's better off to just walk away. Put your happiness where it belongs, which is being happy with yourself. I do think Shannon by the way that she talked in the confessional, by the way that she was talking to the ladies, the way that she walked out of the house and and spoke to production, it seems like she was holding on to this relationship no matter what, no matter how bad it was behind the scenes, you know? And that's quite sad. If that's the reality, it's very sad. Um... Heather was on Watch What Happened Live that night, and, you know, she kind of shared a couple of stuff about the way that she felt ambushed by everybody. Also, she said that, um, you know, the polls that they have agree that Heather is a better friend to Shannon than Tamra, which I agree 100%. Because a real friend will not do what Tanra is doing, you know. She will not be trying to get people to talk about her friend's relationship on camera when she has been very vocal about it. And if Tanra had an ounce of real friendship towards Shannon, she should be concerned if the allegations of, you know, Shannon not being happy or being, you know, sharing negative experience with everybody else then she instead of trying to make it a dramatic you know storyline where she is um trying to lvp heather out of the show by that i mean you know wrong her out of the show uh she should be focusing on trying to make sure that her friend is okay even vicky said it vicky's like I mean, people need needs to learn, like, to, like, let people be and find out on their own terms, like, you know, and, and Vicky is a good example. She's like, fuck this, like, um, she's been in that position where she has to even lie and support a lie, like, that cancer storyline, because she, she was trying to be happy in this relationship, but she seems to be in a different place when it comes to men, and I appreciate that. So, yes. It's true. Let Shannon be. And instead of making it like a explosive um, for TV type of drama, be a friend and be there for her. 
That that would be a better storyline if you ask me. Because I would rather see friends, women getting together to support another woman and trying to make sure that she's okay than having pitting women against each other. I think production does a great job on doing that anyways. If you are in a cast and you know that there's something happening behind the scenes and you want to bring it um, on camera for out of, out of concern, that's a whole different story. But when it becomes a uh, a plot point to take somebody down, doesn't seem doesn't seem genuine. It doesn't seem genuine at all. Also, during during the Watch What Happened Live, uh, Terry Dubrow joined on the on the after show actually on Twitter, and he shared his experience with what it seems to be a uh, stroke. I mean, it's not a, it wasn't a stroke. But he has all the symptoms, obviously the heart issue and everything. Uh, he shared that he had that like kind of defect since he was a baby. So uh, the only reason why he's alive right now is because Heather Dubrow pushed him to go to the hospital and get checked because he said, I know I'm fine. I'm not going to go. And he was being persistent and, and trying to go home. And she said, like, no, you are going home. That happened when they were out and about in L.A., um, he was supposed to fly to New York with Heather. And if he didn't go to the hospital, that flight would have been even a bigger issue for him because it will definitely, you know, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> kill him. But, you know, thanks to Heather to be a good good wife and very proactive. Uh, she called 911 and he... After pushing back, he decided to go to the hospital and he was, you know, taken care of and he's fine now. So that's that's part of the the whole thing. So now let's let's move to Bravo News because there's a lot. There's a lot of Bravo news that I want to talk about. I I made a list. I watched clips to understand. I wanna start first of all, I wanna start with Jeff Lewis being on Watch What Happened Live calling Kyle Richards a lesbian on Ozempic. And I I mean, listen, don't come for me. I know it's a joke. Trying to be key, like cheeky and stuff like that. But it was not funny, at least to me. Because like I said before, it's not a good look to try to make a joke about people's sexuality because... It's not just about Kyle Richards. This is not just about Kyle Richards. This is a network. This is a platform that is allowing somebody to to poke jokes and making it seem that it's okay to go around and make jokes. I don't care if they're best friends. Obviously, it did bother Kyle Richards because in a video... uh, a, pap- a paparazzi video by TMZ followed Jeff Lewis while he was in New York, and he got asked if he spoke to Kyle Richards after the comment that he made on Watch What Happened Live, and he said that he sent a text message, and Kyle pre- pretty much left him on red. And then um, on her Amazon Live, you know, she does those Amazon Live where she kind of share her opinion on products and stuff like that. Somebody asked her about um, the Jeff Lewis, Lewis comment. And she said 
that she's not interested at the moment to talk to him because she's tired of people you know, poking fun of that, like being on her face all the time with the same comments. And, you know, if, and you see right there, I mean, I'm pretty sure she understands that it was just a joke, but it didn't sit right. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not a Kyle Richard fan and I'm tired of like like having to defend her. But this is not it. People need, need to understand that uh, sexual jokes, like sexuality jokes are not funny because people out there who are watching the show might feel triggered by this. I, I don't feel triggered myself or maybe maybe in the back of my head I am triggered by this. But... Many people were trying to out me when I was in my teenage years. I didn't come out until I was 25 when I felt comfortable and when I felt like, okay, I need to, I need to find out who I truly am. I was 25, you know? And I do know, based on the comments on some of my posts about this topic, a lot of people felt that way too because it's a triggering topic, being pushed out of the closet, made fun of, you know. Um, some people are not necessarily gay, bi, or anything. They just have mannerisms that people associate with being gay or any or stuff like that. And people get bullied by that. So, like, like you can make jokes. You can say something funny. But that line, calling her a lesbian on a Zempic, even though he was trying to be cheeky, I, it didn't sit well with me whatsoever. Talking about triggering topics, I want to talk about this too because uh, I'm, I don't watch Below Deck. You guys know I don't recap, don't pay attention to it because I have way too many shows to watch, way too many stuff with Bravo that if I add another Bravo show, I might lose my mind. <laughs> like literally, like I, I need to be selective. Even though I don't, I do not like, pick and choose shows i pretty much watch everything below deck has been on for so long and there's so many different below decks and um i only watched when uh kate chastain was on it because i absolutely adore that woman but after that i kind of lost track there's a hundred million episodes i'm not interested in catching up uh, there's new shows coming out that I'm more interested in watching. There's Housewife. There's Vanderpump Rules. Family Karma I Love. Uh, Solid Hospitality. Solid Charm. Imagine adding another show to it. And I'm not into boats, so I don't care. The boat show, not my thing. But this last episode seems to be a topic of conversation because of a very triggering scene and i'm gonna say that this is like a trigger warning conversation because i don't want people to 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 listen and feel triggered i want to make sure that you walked and listened to this conversation and realize that um that it's a serious topic and it's triggering to a lot of people so trigger warning um i went ahead and watched the clip online because i was not gonna sit and watch a full episode of a show that I do not watch. Uh, but I wanted to see what everyone was talking about. Because it was literally everywhere. And, you know, people saying, like, this is unacceptable, unprofessional, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, 
this is probably some like really heavy stuff. So let me see what it is so I can share my opinion on it. So I watched the clip and it seemed like they were all having a good time, getting drunk. Everybody was wasted and there was a power outage on the boat, right? Uh, this guy, Luke, I don't know what his position is. He just looked to me. Um, he was beyond wasted. And this girl named Margot, Margot was already in her bunk bed sleeping, right? So Luke, who was naked, you know, covering himself with a towel, walked into the room, uh, climbed the bunk bed and removed his towel and hugged Margaret as she's trying to fall asleep. She's completely wasted and he's talking to her and production intervened. I'm so happy the production took the step to intervene because it was insanity. This guy, Luke, asked Margaret that, you know, the kind of like that question to make sure that she was not drunk enough to uh, agree to, to what he was trying to do. He's asked her, are you a 9 out of 10 drunk or a 10 out of 10 drunk? What that means is like, are you like wasted drunk or are you drunk but kind of like sober enough to allow me to sexually abuse you that was literally what it was so um production stepped in uh this guy tried to close the door on them and production once again kicked the door down i mean not literally kicked it out but he they pushed it open the guy stormed out of the 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 room um aisha i think is her name came for Mar Margot help, she laid down next to her and she asked her, hey, are, are, are you okay? Do you consent for Luke to, you know, to climb on your bed and hug you? He was naked. Uh, and she's like, no, 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 I, I was not. I was just trying to sleep. Um, this guy literally was trying to sexually abuse her. That was so disgusting to watch because this is, this is a story that has been told by many women across the world in many situations, in many scenarios where a man takes advantage of them and you, you know, sexually take advantage of them. I don't want to say the word, the R word. I, I don't like to say that word. It's really, really, I don't know. It's very triggering. Maybe not to me, but I know if when people listen to that R word, it's, um, it's horrible. So this man took the opportunity when the power was out and try to take advantage of Margaret. I'm happy that there are productions with the common sense to stop it. I'm happy that there's people like Aisha who run to Captain Jason, let him know, and he took care of the situation on the boat. Captain Jason explained on a video that uh, the only way that he can actually act 
as a captain and take the um the you know the steps to help the situation is when a um a member of his crew is the one who complains right so he was very pleased that production allowed Aisha to you know wake him up and let him know what was happening you know um obviously that dude Luke got kicked out the next day so good for Aisha good for Captain Jason uh once again I don't watch the show I don't know backstories pretty much of any of these people but watching this scene I was my jaw was on the floor because I'm sure that many people out there got triggered by this it was intense and I hope I hope this is an example of how production needs to manage, you know, situations that sometimes you need to break the fourth wall because the, the, what's happening is way too traumatizing for you and dangerous for a cast member, you know? So uh, that was intense. If you haven't watched it or you don't watch Below Deck, the, the little clip is all over the Twitter sphere and Instagram. That's how I watched it. I went on, on Twitter and watched the clip. I was shocked and I'm still am. So that was, that, that was an interesting scene to watch because it, it was extremely real, extremely real. And we know that we're watching reality TV shows. We know that some or a lot of what we see is produced it's a setup. It's, um, you know, people trying to produce moments for the sake of good TV. But this particular scene was raw, was real. Like this was, this was not a joke. So I'm happy the production took the right steps and did the right thing. Okay. Now my next Bravo news that we're going to be talking about is the fact that New Jersey started filming. Yes, as you guys know, uh, Housewife of New Jersey has been pretty much the talk of everybody saying, oh, it's going to be on pause for a month. It's going to be on pause for a couple of weeks. We are back filming. We don't know. Well, I can confirm that Housewife of New Jersey started filming. Uh, the first few scenes that were filmed two days ago uh, involved Rachel uh, Danielle, Teresa, and uh, what's her name? Melissa. They were filming individual solo scenes. Um, I don't know what Rachel and Danielle were doing. Uh, Teresa was, uh, I think she, she was coming back from her trip or something with her family. Uh, also, um, we saw a video online of Teresa, Louis, um, Polly, and Dolores having dinner last night. And today, Teresa was padded uh, filming with Gabriela shopping in New Jersey. Um, I don't know what they were shopping for. Many people are guessing that Teresa was shopping for Gabriela's um, college because she's going to college in a couple of weeks, right? So I posted on the inter on my Twitter that 
you know, Teresa was spotted filming with Gabriela and somebody actually made that comment. Somebody, one of my followers said like, uh, isn't it Gabriela going to college very soon? Maybe they're, they're, they're shopping for college stuff. And honestly, it makes sense. And I, But I'm also happy that Gabriela is getting some camera time. I mean, it was time, you know. Uh, you know, Gia and Melania has always been more like um, the outspoken sisters, the one that always have been on the camera, and I love them. Uh, but it's good to see Gabriela kind of breaking, you know, out of her shelf and, and being part of the show. I mean, honestly, you guys, I know a lot of people say, like, I don't want to hear the kids talking about anything. But guess what? No matter what, these girls have witnessed firsthand what her mom has gone through, um, the experience of like their wedding and their life. So, so yeah, I do think that in some level, these girls deserve to be uh, on the show. You know, and for those people who keep complaining, like, come on, that's, this is what we watched in Housewife. I remember when New Jersey first started, like, many of the kids have um, confessionals and appear at the reunion. I'm not talking about all the kids, but I'm talking specifically the menzos, you know. So I still don't get the, the, oh my gosh, why is Gia having a confessional? I'm like, yeah, I mean... She's been long. She's been on the show longer than Melissa. So trust me, if somebody deserves a confessional, it's Gia. She deserves a confessional even more than Joe Judas. I mean, Joe, uh, what is his name? Gorga. That's the truth. I mean, if you put if you put that in a balance, who's been the longest on the show between those people? Gia is the winner. It's the truth. But yeah. Like I was saying, New Jersey started filming. New Jersey is rolling. And as I'm getting tea or like little little gossip on the internet or anything, I will be keeping you updated for for like the upcoming month. We know that usually New Jersey film for three months. So if they started filming uh, the second week of August, expect the filming of the show to go all the way through November. I will love the show to at least pause a little bit in between and film the holidays because there's nothing more beautiful than Christmas and holidays in New Jersey, especially Bergen County. So I would love to see like Jennifer Aiden's Christmas decoration on the show. I would love to see Teresa's uh, decoration, you know, um, that's it. <laughs> Or Dolores, or or Halloween costumes and Halloween decorations. We might like, we might get to the Halloween and maybe Thanksgiving if we count three months from today, right? I really want Christmas. I I wish Christmas was like maybe the the finale. Let's hope for that. Another one that kind of finally was released was the trailer and the um, the cast photos and kind of the story breakdown of Salt Lake City. I am excited for the Snowflakes to be back. I think we need uh, a new franchise on the air because we are like pretty much done with all the Housewives show that are airing right now, except New York. 
Um, but Atlanta is already filmed the reunion. Orange County is the next one to film the reunion. And I'm pretty sure it's pretty soon. Um, so I'm happy that we're finally getting our snowflakes back. Based on the trailer, there's a lot of drama. There is a new housewife, right? Um, her name is Monica Garcia. She is Colombian. So we got a Latina on the show. Uh, basically, let me let me read a little bit of about. Let me tell you a little bit about Monica. I'm gonna read it right here. Monica Garcia is introduced to the group through her friend Angie. How iconic! The Angie was a friend of last season. She became a full time housewife this season and is introducing a full time housewife. How crazy that that is! Um, she seems to have more connection with the cast beside that. I mean, there's no specific on it. She is an ex-Mormon shocker. Uh, she has four kids. She is a single mom. And she's running a baby product business. Uh, she's dealing with a divorce from her husband for the second time. This is the second time she's trying to divorce this guy. So this is quite messy. She she She's given um, messy housewife in the good way. Uh, it seems to be like she's very blunt, opinionated, and never afraid to speak her mind. And maybe that's going to put her in hot water with the other women. I do know that she was having a big fight with Lisa Barlow at an event. Uh, somebody shared that clip many months ago. So, and Lisa Barlow posted the group photo and cropped her out on her Instagram story. You know that when a housewife do shit like that, it's because they are having issues. So Lisa Barlow posting the group photo and cropping Monica out. You know that they are not in good terms and we are ready for the mess. All Talking about Lisa Barlow. Her storylines this season, my fave, my queen of Salt Lake City, uh, it's going to be making amends with Meredith. We're going to see a change finally because I love Lisa and Meredith as friends. I do like them together. They are true friends. They've been friends for a long time. So I'm hoping that this attend to fix the relationship works. Uh, she also... Is going to be dealing with religion conversation because her son, Jack, is uh, going to leave for a mission, right? So he can find his place in the Mormon church. For those who don't understand this, it's like Mormon kids go on missions. Like they go far from home for like two years, right? And they go and they start to spread the, the war of, I don't know, Mormon I forgot. Is it John? What's I don't know. I, I don't. I forgot. Uh, John. Uh, John, the guy who founded the Mormon Church. Uh, so they go and they start talking to people. I remember seeing Mormons in my area in Jersey, and it was funny because I would talk to them, and they were. They, I don't know. They were so nice, and at the same time, I'm like, dude, don't talk to me about religion because I'm very gay. But I just. Seeing these kids with like a little table in a corner, um, and then you ask them, like, what are you doing here? And they're like, no, we have a little place. It's like six of us or whatever. Seems quite, um, I don't know, sad. 
you know, being away from their families, doing it for a church. I don't know. I will never do something like that. I don't think I will ever be like, yeah, let me go uh, on an adventure just because my church is asking me to spread the word of John. Not my thing. Um, and obviously, like I mentioned before, Lisa's going to have issues with um, Monica. I love when when they have issues like that from the beginning. It's, it's so iconic. Uh, I am excited to see Mary Cosby back. Mary Cosby was gone, as we are known, for a whole year because... She decided not to go to the reunion. She was not happy with the show. And I still believe that Mary Cosby is not happy with the show. Uh, for my understanding, she was on um, she was filming just for a couple of days. So she probably is not going to be highlighted throughout the season. For my understanding, she just participated in a few cast trips or cast events. And decided not to be part of the show anymore. So I was actually quite surprised to see that she actually got a full new uh, cast photo. Maybe she will be present at the reunion. I'm really hoping she's part of BravoCon because it will be really interesting to see her reaction to the fans. I don't think Mary Cosby has had the chance to experience the love from her fans like the other cast members, uh, except Monica and NGK because they are fresh. Uh, but like last BravoCon, the, the cast of the Salt Lake City was very well received and people were excited to meet them. So, yeah, I really hope that, you know, Mary Cosby had that chance, you know, the opportunity. Uh, she is. She definitely comes as Mary Cosby, very unique, unfiltered, and obviously she's gonna bump head with the rest of the ladies. Uh, on the trailer, we see her calling um, Heather inbred once again. Uh, she was calling um, Bobblehead to Whitney. She was trying to go after Lisa, saying like, "Do you have a like a like a mute button or something?" Um, Hysterical. Mary Cosby, sometimes she says the wrong thing, but it's so quirky and very socially awkward that it's freaking hysterical and it's great for TV. We all know that she has definitely made some comments that are very questionable, you know, you know, when she talked about Asian people, when she talked about Mexican people. Some of the commentary came out very wrong. Um, and that, that's why she didn't show up to the reunion because she felt, well, she didn't show up to the reunion because she felt a little uneased with Jenny. As we all know, Jenny was freaking crazy. It's a nut job on social media. And then she tried to fix it and it was even worse. Uh, so I guess that now that Jenny is gone, she feels more comfortable in trying to fix stuff with the girls. Uh, one of the girls that she has had an issue from the beginning is with New Rose. On this season, we are going to be, you know, witnessing uh, with this, um, you know, healing process, a spiritual process that we kind of watched on Ultimus Girls Trip. It's going to be 
part of this season two. Uh, she's also going to be launching her new luxury jewelry line. But in the family part, in her marriage, it seems like they are having issues. Uh, on 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 the trailer, we see a conversation between her and um, Justin, where she is crying because uh, she sees the wedding band like in the drawer and not on his finger. There has to be a lot going on behind the doors, and um, I hope they make it because Whitney and Justin always made a really good couple. Right. Um, obviously, Whitney and Heather's storyline continue where they're trying to fix their friendship. I highly doubt that we're going to see a full on bad weather comeback, but it's the beginning of them fixing their friendship. And surprisingly, Whitney and Meredith are going to have issues as well. Um, but it seems like the issue comes from Whitney talking about Meredith. So I, I cannot wait for that. And talking about Meredith, you, this season is going to be all about her happy marriage. They are in a happy place. Seth and Meredith are in a great place. Uh, they're thriving. Uh, they're going to start a podcast. Um, so in her family you know, department, Everything looks fine. Uh, also, her businesses are, are thriving with her jewelry line and all the charity work that she does, you know, involved with the LGBTQIA community as well because of Brooks and stuff like that. And actually, I saw that she launched a caviar line, which, by the way, I'm going to try it. I love caviar. So when I saw the the post, I'm like, I, I want it. I want to try it. So, yes, I'm going to get it. I'm going to tag Meredith. Hopefully, she sent me an extra one just because. <laughs> I will do it New York style on uh, potato chips. That was quite funny, though. The potato chip with caviar on the New York episode. I loved it. Or I might try it uh, Beverly Hills style on a baked potato. There is growing tension between the ladies and Meredith. Uh, people are going to, you know, go after her. But I do believe that at least Lisa is going to be by her side. Based on what I saw on, on the film, on the, on, the, uh, on the trailer, there is a scene where Meredith is talking to Lisa like, don't come for my husband and stuff like that. I don't think she was talking to directly to Lisa. I think she was talking about somebody else on the group. I don't think it's Monica, but Monica made a comment saying that she wanted to fuck uh, John Barlow and Seth Mark. I wonder if it has to do with that. NGK, NG Katznevas, our Greek full-time housewife. I'm excited for her. She deserved that snowflake. She worked hard for it. People are making fun of her, saying that she tried four times to get it. Who cares if she tried 10, 20, 100? She got her snowflake. She wanted it, and she got it. And last season, she was delivering as a friend of. So I have really, really high hopes 
for her as a full-time housewife. I also think that she has created real connection with the ladies of the show. We always see her um, uh, with like Lisa and out in event with the other ladies. So there is going to be uh, at least a real connection while they're filming if they are actually hanging out outside of the show. Uh, we all know that she owns and operates and operates multiple hair salons around Salt Lake City, and there are going to be rumors about her and Sean, her husband, is going to put their marriage on the fire, and hopefully they make it out of it fine. Uh, there's on the trailer we see a conversation between her and her husband, and they were worried about, you know, their kids like listening and knowing about this. You know, I want to know what it is, and it seems like uh, she is gonna find she's gonna find out on the show, and she's gonna go after that, and he's, and he could be a cast member. Uh, her friend Lisa Barlow is gonna be by her side, and I love that for her. Lisa is amazing. I love Lisa. And uh, somebody who kind of was the disappointment last season is Heather Gay. But this season starts on a high for her because it's from her book tour, correct? Uh, her book went New York Times bestseller. And she bought a house for her family. She bought a house. Good for her, right? Um she was very outspoken about how she's against the Mormon, Mormon church. So it's affecting her daughter's social life as well. And we're going to see that on the show. Uh, Heather and Lisa are finding, you know, common grounds. Which is good, I guess. I still hope that Heather and Whitney become friendly-ish, but I love Whitney without Heather more than with Heather. Um, especially after last season with the black eye and her behavior um, and the way that she dragged this whole thing was very weird, very disappointing to many. Uh, I thought she was going to be cut out of the show because... She didn't share anything to the public. Then she was trying to sell books, you know, lying to people that the, the eye was included on the book. The conversation continued on Thailand when they went for the Ultimate Girls Trip, which, by the way, I hated it because I, I, I was tired of the Black Eye conversation on the show. So when they went to Thailand, I'm like, please, just stop talking about the goddamn eye. And they went ahead and talked about the eye. So there you go, guys. Uh, that's kind of like a little breakdown of each and one of the ladies' storylines on the show. I'm excited for 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 this for the ladies to be back. We need more housewives. We we need them. Uh, we have uh, Salt Lake City. Then we have Dubai, and we also have Beverly Hills coming in November. So they're coming. And there's more shows like Southern Hospitality, Southern Charm. They just finished uh, filming, and Southern Charm actually release their um their trailer not too long ago like like a week and a half ago or so 
that is that is that is Salt Lake City, you guys. That is Salt Lake City. Another thing that I want to share with you guys, I think this is the funny part. I want to end the show in a really, really high point. I'm gonna talk about Lisa Rena for two seconds. First, let's talk about the fact that she is trying to get Bravo fans and Bravo Labs to boycott BravoCon. And NBC Universal and Bravo is putting the brakes on her shit. They told her that if she continues with this behavior, she's going to lose all her relationship with the NBC Universal world. And that's not just Bravo, because NBC Universal owns E and a lot of uh, channels. So if you if you burn a bridge with one, you burn a bridge with everybody. So um, I'm just saying, like, I agree with the sentiment. I do agree that the the reality TV stars should have a um, some kind of union, some kind of like uh, way to to make sure that they are protected and they are paid fairly. And they receive residuals and streaming has changed the way that we watch TV. And some of the contracts do not include streaming uh, numbers for their payrolls and stuff like that. So, and some of the most iconic moments in history were done by Housewives that are not part of the show, but their show still airing. Like Nini Leaks, like I know, Nini burned that bridge with Bravo, but she was the first one who spoke out about the treatment and how she felt about production. So I find it really funny that when she did it, everyone was trash talking her. But now that Bethany is doing it and Lisa Rune is trying to insert herself in the issue, there is a different tone of the conversation. Um, but Bravo has none of, them, none of it. And they let Lisa Rune know, like, if you continue you are going to burn any opportunity to come back to the, to any Bravo show or any show on the NBC Universal Universe. Um, I like let her let her burn the bridges because she is doing exactly what I expected her to do when she was let go from Beverly Hills because she did this. On the show, she used this behavior to get to get people out of the show, to create storylines, to go after fans of the show. This kind of like very um, gaslighting, very uh, you know petty behavior. Because if we are talking about uh, BravoCon and Bravo, I'm a hundred percent sure that if she was on Beverly Hills filming or about to, to be released and invited to BravoCon, she wouldn't be talking about this whatsoever. She would be happy cashing that paycheck and not doing a damn thing about it. So I do believe that there has to be some changes in the way that reality TV stars uh, are taken care of and the way that uh, their contracts are draft. But... Do I believe that Lisa Rena is doing it out of true concern or uh, doing it just because she is upset that she's not part of 
a Bravo show and is not invited to BravoCon? Let me know your thoughts because I want to know what you think. To be honest, I want to know. And to end the episode, I run into this headline from the US Weekly uh, article. They had Sutton and they had a little interview with her, but the headline alone sent me to outer space. The headline reads like this. Sutton's track says, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills cast kind of forgot, quote unquote, Lisa Rena wasn't filming with them. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys, the way that I laughed and screamed when I read that headline because it's so messy. The headline is so messy. I mean, and that's the type of Southern shade that I love about Sutton because she could have easily said like, yeah, fuck it. But she said, you know, yeah, we kind of forgot that she wasn't filming. Like, we are fine. <laughs> I mean, the, the closer we get to the premiere of Beverly Hills, the more we are getting like more interview from the housewives, a little more of like... um a little story, what we're going to see. We still don't know exactly much about it. But what we know, it seems like the drama is good enough for the show, especially after such a heavy past two seasons. So um, the girls are girling, they are having a good time, and they forgot that Lisa Rena was not filming. So that headline sent me to outer space. Uh, I, I, I saw an interview with... Erica Jane, and she said the Sutton's track is the one that is like stirring the pot the most. And I love that for her. Because let's be honest, I mean, Sutton, Sutton has been the punching bag for two seasons. Even though she uh, he, she has always been smart enough to know when to remove herself. and But, you know, she has a very quirky personality. So some of the other ladies who have more like a like a shark behavior took advantage of that and tried to make her like like a like a punchline of the joke but i i really hope Sutton comes in on this season and like she doesn't give a fuck about anybody and she just like say whatever is on her mind because sometimes it's the funniest shit on the show when she's not filtered so i'm looking forward to that and keep shading lisa rena fuck 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 what she thinks because at the end of the day she left the show on her own terms and now she is you know dealing with the consequences of her actions you know you don't want to you don't want to buy the hand that fit you and you you know i i really hope that bravo notice this and give her the nini leaks uh treatment even though Nini did not deserve that because, because Nini is an icon. But we all know that Nini's uh, outspoken personality caused her shows, um, chance to come back to the show. I mean, she she has had issues to be cast for any, you know, TV shows because of that, right? Because Bravo doesn't want to work with her and Bravo belongs to NBC Universal and NBC Universal is not going to hire her in any form or shape on any of their channels. So 
if somebody truly deserves that uh, treatment, it's Lisa Rena because what she's doing is not even for her own, uh, for her own like. Oh, I forgot the word. Oh my gosh, <laughs> just I kind of blacked out. Uh, for her own benefit, there you go. It's not even for her own benefit. Um, she's doing it because she's she's mad. She's mad and upset that she is not being talked about because she's not being on the show because she's not invited to BravoCon, right? Um, well, Nini did it because she truly, truly was affected by the production process. Lisa Rena was not. Lisa Rena always played by production. She felt like a producer herself. And because she felt so um, like irreplaceable, she was like, no, I'm leaving. I remember when I read Andy Cohen's book and, and he, he shared the story of like how Lisa Rena was like, quote unquote, either, you know, let go or put on pause. It's because she herself text uh, Andy Cohen after the reunion saying, hey, you know what? This is my last season. Thank you. Bye. And then the next day, she's like, oh, my gosh, what did I do? And she tried to text him back saying, like, hey, take me back. And he's like, ah, no, we good. <laughs> and that's why she's mad. She's mad because she felt so irreplaceable and so needed that she could do whatever she wanted and still will be walk welcome back. And she fucked around and found out. I hope that she doesn't ruin BravoCon for me because if I didn't like her before, I will make sure that every single day of my life, at least I post one, like dragging her post on Instagram or Twitter because honestly, I literally plan my year around BravoCon and I'm excited that is almost here. Um, next week, we are going to find out who are going to be part of BravoCon. Obviously, we know that if a Bravo Lab is on a show and, you know, it's filming or it's going to be released, most likely it's going to be there or invited at least. Uh, but next week, we're going to find out who are the Bravo Labs going to Vegas. Also, I do know that the add-ons like Watch What Happened Live and uh, the Legends Ball and BravoCon After Dark, and I don't know if they're going to have more, are going to be released at the end of the month. So at the end of the month, expect the Watch What Happened Live tickets to go on sale for BravoCon. I'm excited. BravoCon last year was insane, and it's going to be insanity times 10 million times this year because it's in Vegas. Oh, you guys, as you can see, it was a lot, a lot to talk about. And I want to know your opinion in all these topics, you know. You know where you can find me? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, as Martini with Eddie. That's for the extra hot tea, the daily tea. You can find it there. I post on Twitter a lot because there's always something new to post about in the Bravo universe. I'm also on TikTok and I have my own merch line uh, on my own website at martiniwitheddy.com. My what I do ask you besties is please, please, please go subscribe to my podcast. You know, I do this because I love doing it. And the best way for you to, to support this little, you know, podcast is by simply subscribing and leaving a rate. 
and your opinion on the podcast so other people know. And like I always say, the best way it's uh, to survive in this sea of content creators is by the love and our rate. It will, you know, bring us to kind of like a little spotlight. And that's all because you, uh, you and your love. Uh, also, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. I have a membership only site also where a lot of the BravoCon content is going to go. I also post there a week, once a week. And I'm planning something big for next week. So keep an eye on that. I'm trying to work it out. So I'm not, I don't want to jinx it. But yes, I'm working really hard to create awesome content for you guys. <sighs> okay, besties. It was an awesome night. It's the weekend. Go have a martini for me. Go have a nice drink. Or a drink of water. Enjoy your night, besties. And like I always say, come on, say it with me. One, two, three. Bye, besties.